It's Would You Rather Friday. Would you rather play the Lakers or the Spurs in the play-in tournament? Would you rather New Orleans be called the Pelicans or the Jazz? Would you rather swim in a pool of Nutella or maple syrup? Okay, maybe not that one, but it's the Friday episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans. Your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at NOLA Jake, here with y'all on this Friday, back home in New Orleans, usual setup, hopefully the sound isn't as echoey as it was a little bit before. We got a fun Friday show, it's a game day for your New Orleans Pelicans, big game. Taking on the Los Angeles Lakers. Got some updates on that. We're going to answer them in the first segment here. But it's Would You Rather Friday for at least the first two segments. I couldn't really make it work for the third one. And I want to talk about what's going to be in the third segment. Would you rather than be called the Pelicans or the Jazz? Would you rather play the Lakers or the Spurs? And then what is actually going to be considered a success for New Orleans this season? That's going to be the third segment. We'll, we'll, we'll talk real there. We're going to have some fun leading up to it in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. So let's dive right on into everything first though thank you for making locked on pelicans your first listen every day we're free available five days a week wherever you get your podcasts no paywall just free pelicans talk every day only one's doing that it's we're having a lot of fun here it's a great time to be a pelicans fan and thank you for everyone who's tuned in all the new listeners as well i know we've gotten a lot of you all listening great time to be a pelicans fan let's hope this wave keeps rolling for a little bit okay So first question, this came from a couple of people on Twitter too. Would you rather play the Lakers or the the Spurs in the play-in tournament? This is a really good question because New Orleans, in some sense, could potentially have some sort of impact on this, right? If you lose to the Lakers team tonight, you potentially let them jump a team like the San Antonio Spurs, potentially at the cost of yourself. So you could influence it to a certain degree. That's not a bad position to be in, though I don't think they're going to end up doing that. I think this comes down to, we'll have a clearer answer on this tomorrow, Saturday, because this is the first game for the Los Angeles Lakers playing the Pelicans that we're going to see both LeBron James and Anthony Davis. So far, they've handled them pretty well. They blew them out on the road. They've beaten them at home in the Smoothie King Center after coming back from 23 down. But neither of those games featured Anthony Davis for the Lakers. Look, without Anthony Davis and LeBron James, this team's crap. The Lakers are bad without either of those two guys. But what team isn't significantly worse without their two best players? Look at how this team has fared without Brandon Ingram for the most part this season, right? That logic applies true to the Lakers as well. With LeBron, we saw what he's capable of doing. There was some regression to the mean in that game on Saturday, the 23-point comeback, but he was hot in that first half, scoring 25 points. There's a couple rules in life I think that should be out there. One of them is probably don't bet against LeBron James. We hear it every year, right? There's a Pelicans blogger that did it for a number of years. Oh, you're going to bank on LeBron staying healthy and being that level of good? I, I am because when you say that five years in a row, yeah, maybe you'll get it on the sixth year. 
But those previous five years, he's proven you wrong, and he continues to prove all of us wrong. He's still an amazing player. Let's not forget that. That guy, if he needs to ramp it up for a game and score 50, he can. I don't know if I want to play that type of player in a one-game do-or-die situation. And on the flip side, though, you have the San Antonio Spurs, who right now have the tiebreaker over New Orleans. They've beaten them twice. New Orleans has beaten them once. But I think there's a little bit of fool's gold in that. You know, that first game where the Spurs beat New Orleans, there was no C.J. McCollum on the team. This is an old game at this point. What was the date of that one? That one was, oh, I don't have it in front of me. Doesn't matter. They beat him pretty handily, too. But no C.J. McCollum. That was when the team was still early on and struggling and not the same type of Pelicans team that we're seeing right now. Then you had the game where New Orleans just straight up smoked them, 124-91 on my birthday, March 18th. And then you have the game where they beat New Orleans most recently. That Saturday before the Laker game, it was 107-103. New Orleans led for the majority of the way. That was also a game that didn't feature Brandon Ingram. So when you look at the... It's kind of flip side of the stuff of the Lakers, right? When you get the flip side of it here is this Spurs team, which maybe feels they have the Pelicans number to a certain degree or competitive with them, it's not really the full Pelicans team that we're seeing right now. And so because of that... I'd rather take on that San Antonio Spurs team if the Pelicans are at full strength. Now, if LeBron's ankle is is pretty bad, which he hurt in that Pelicans game, even though he didn't leave the game at all, you know, and is t- going to be testing and Anthony Davis is testing to try and come back for this one and neither do and they're just not healthy. Yeah, give me the Lakers team. But if we're looking at everyone at full strength, I'd rather play the San Antonio Spurs basically 10 times out of 10. LeBron scares me. That Lakers team had high expectations for a reason, but they've been injured more or less all season long and just not quite the same. I also have another rule, which is often don't bet against Greg Popovich, but we've seen this team, the Spurs, just doesn't have a lot of top-end talent. Yeah, you've got Murray. That's about it. I think New Orleans can really handle everyone else. And if you look at it, if Brandon Ingram plays in that game on Saturday, um, then... They probably win that one. And so I think it's very reasonable that New Orleans would rather host the San Antonio Spurs than the Los Angeles Lakers in a one-game play-in tournament situation. Just move on to the next game, get the easy win. I definitely think it's that. There's also the flip side of that means the Lakers aren't in the play-in tournament, meaning their pick's potentially going to be top 10. There's a very good chance at that point that it's going to be top 10, which means New Orleans can get it, assuming teams don't jump them. There's the benefit all around. Just don't even get the Lakers in the playoffs and let LeBron do some crazy LeBron things. Let's avoid that completely. Beat the worst, maybe worst team, I guess not, in the San Antonio Spurs, team that New Orleans hasn't really been able to trot a full lineup out against. I think they'll do well. They'll win that game. All right, coming up next, though, this is a fun one. Would you rather the New Orleans basketball franchise be named the Pelicans Or do they need to go and get that jazz name back from Utah? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we get to that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans is brought to you by BetOnline.net. After months of playing college basketball, has determined the top teams for the Final Four 
And it's about time to determine the national championship this weekend, this coming week here in New Orleans, which is really cool. And so betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info from all the latest odds, contests, and player props, you name it. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your latest sports developments, including podcasts and reviews for all leagues this season. You feeling Duke? Minus four? Is Coach K going to continue that special run in his final season? Or out of spite because you hate Duke, unless you probably went to Duke, are you going to be betting against them and going for UNC to really spoil this, I don't know if it's a Cinderella run, but like storybook ending for Coach K. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action over at BetOnline.net. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast, nightly recaps of every NBA game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. You cannot just look at the box score and be like, oh, I know what happened. You're missing out the tons of the context. The local hosts are going to give you that context and the big need to know things. All right, so we're continuing with Would You Rather um, uh, on Friday's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Would you rather have a personal maid or a personal chef? I have a list of 200 would you rather questions here. Would you rather cuddle? Oh, I love this one. Would you rather cuddle a koala or pal around with a panda? Would you rather work? Oh, this one's mean. I'm not going to go into that one. Would you always rather be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early? Oh, some of these are pretty good. Okay, there we go. But our would you rathers here tend to tend to deal with basketball and the New Orleans Pelicans. And this was a great one. Would you rather the Pelicans name or the Utah Jazz name for the professional NBA franchise here in New Orleans? You know, I know a lot of people really want the Jazz name back. And when they rebranded from the Hornets, you know, there was hope somehow they could get the Jazz name back from Utah and bring it here. I'm of a different mindset. We we don't need that anymore. And I think that name does it wouldn't have the same impact, right? The New Orleans Jazz played here for five years. Five. The amount of days that Locked On Pelicans is every week, which now that I say that sounds like a lot, but it's actually not. Five years, that's it. They've been in Utah for 43. While the name might have originated here, while it may make more sense here, certainly that name probably has deeper ties in terms of a fandom at this point to Utah than it would to New Orleans. And so I don't think there's a need to bring it back. Yeah, it makes more sense. But sports names don't always make a ton of sense. And they don't need to make a ton of sense. You put the meaning into those sports franchises' names with your past with them, right? Your memories of that. It doesn't matter what the names are. Pelicans, Jazz, Buccaneers, if we want to go with the ABA, you're the one that adds value to it. The other thing is, I think what's happened with the fan base this year is really cool. The Pels 12 thing is really, really cool. And you lose some of that if you change the name, right? You're not going to be able to kind of rebrand all of that stuff. And there's a it's a number of things coming together this year that, again, builds those shared experiences, which makes this a real big community. And I've talked for years about this, right? I've actually written about this a good bit, too. You can search out the articles. There, the fan base kind of rose up this year, right? There was a catalyst, you know, to an extent. For years, I think people have been putting the New Orleans franchise down, the Pelicans down, the Hornets down, the city of New Orleans down. We really like living here, even though they make it hard at times. You know, this goes back a long time. You have Phil Jackson being like, New Orleans smells terrible. I hate it there. 
I recently spoke to someone with another team. It was like, I don't think the food's that good here. And I couldn't believe a comment like that. I was nice and didn't say anything bad. But I think people this year just were fed up, right? And it came kind of with JJ Reddick putting the team down and that Pelicans 12 comment, right there, 12 of you, whatever the exact line was. And that was the catalyst of people to just rise up and be like, enough is enough. F you. And just putting their foot down and taking a stand. And that's a galvanizing moment that really brought people together. So you have this built around the Pelicans name, not any other name. You know, the Hornets 12 doesn't sound the exact same. The Jazz 12 doesn't sound the exact same to you right now, right? Because we've said it as Pelicans 12, Pels 12. And you have the right other you know influences here Antonio Daniels being a huge part of this of bringing the fan base together probably more so than anyone in a role like him has before the spaces with Chris Connor who hosted this uh, guest episode here with Antonio Daniels all of that really started to matter this year as people really came together in a way that was never before don't lose that by wanting to change the name it's the Pelicans you put the meaning in that you seriously I'm talking to you all of you Put that meaning in there. It could be anything. It could be Rougarou, right? But if you're putting the meaning into it, the emotional equity into it, it's going to matter more than a name like Jazz, which, yeah, makes a lot of sense for the city of New Orleans. And you probably care a little bit more about that than the state bird. But it, the name doesn't matter as long as you have the right meaning behind it and the group of people there supporting it. Plus, you've all bought a ton of Pelicans gear. Do you really want to buy new stuff? No, there's some cool stuff out there now. They finally started to put some really good merchandise out there. The red, I think, is a great jersey and all of that. There's ways to honor the past, I think. And there was a great question on Twitter when I was soliciting questions here of, you know, can you do a Hornets throwback? And we'll get Andrew Lopez on the show this offseason to answer that. Like, absolutely. I love that question. He loves talking jersey stuff. We will do a jersey type episode with Andrew Lopez just breaking those things down because I would love to see some sort of Hornets New Orleans Hornets throwback that they haven't really been able to do yet. But the name should stay the Pelicans. And Pels 12 should still be a thing. And that's because of all the meaning that you all put in there, which is partially what's made this season so much fun. The start of the season was rough. Rough. And then people started coming together, even when the team wasn't great. And that's a lot of the time what this is all about, the community-based aspect of it. It's awesome. You're all doing a great job. Keep it up. No, I don't want the Jazz. I want to keep it the Pelicans because of what you've all built, you know, really culminate the past couple of years, but culminating this year. And you, seriously, you, I'm talking to you, deserve a lot of credit for that because you are a part of it as well. All right, coming up next, would you rather die in 20 years with no regrets or live to 100 with a lot of regrets? Oh, that's a rough one. I have no idea on that one. Would you rather go sip gin with Ryan Reynolds or shoot tequila with Dwayne The Rock Johnson? Took a shot of tequila, by the way, at All-Star 2008 with Charles Barkley. I'll tell you, if you meet me in person, ask me to tell you that story. All right, coming up next, though, what makes this Pelican season a success? Are we there already? Do we need to go a little bit further? That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Before we do that, though, today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. I ate multiple of these while I was in LA, bouncing between meetings, just needing something to keep me going. That protein makes you feel so much better, right? And Bill Bar is the best tasting protein bar. I've used other protein bars before, but it sucks to eat those things. You're not looking forward to it. You're doing it just to kind of get the nutritional value out of it. It's a couple of minutes, but it's not fun. It's not pleasant. If you're 
eating a protein bar, you may as well eat the one that tastes good, right? There's no reason not to. Well, Built Bars are light, they're fluffy, they taste like a candy bar, and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. I love the mint brownie. I love the coconut brownie chunk. The salted caramel is a huge favorite of mine. John Krause, host of Locked on Celtics, who covers on Locked on NBA with me, loves the double chocolate. I turned him onto that one. That one's like really, really good. Um, and they're all healthy for you. Most of them have 130 calories, 4 grams sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Sometimes when I'm like craving sugar, I go for a bite of one of these because they're good for you and it's better than eating a candy bar or something along those lines. And they have... Puff Bars, the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're really light. They're really fluffy. The consistency and the taste, like nothing you've ever had before. You've got to give them a try. So go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off over at Built.com. All right. Thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen every day. Again, we're free and available five days a week wherever you get your podcast. Pelicans talk every day. Covering the biggest stories around the team, the biggest news around the team, the games, everything. Answering your questions on a daily basis. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Subscribe on YouTube. Tell a friend about the show. We'll be getting tons of new listeners. I appreciate you all tuning in to learn a little bit more about this team. And it's a fun time to be a Pelicans fan. And if you get a second, it takes like 30 seconds. Leave a five-star review with a comment. That helps more than you can possibly know of keeping this show free in five days a week for you all. All right, I wanted to continue. Would you rather, you know, die? Would you rather die before or after your partner? Oh, I don't like the morbid ones here a ton. Um, and we've had some fun with the two questions here, right? Would you rather play the Lakers or the Spurs? It's the Lakers. Let me know your answer to that one in the comments below. Would you rather them be called the Pelicans or the Jazz? I said the Pelicans. I think I gave a convincing argument on that one, maybe. But let me know in the comments below. I had a question that came through on Twitter, and I don't have a good way to turn this into a would you rather. And I think it's an important question, though, and I really liked this one, and so I wanted to spend some time talking about it. So we're going to break with the theme of today's show, and we are then going to... <laughs> someone just tweeted me something uh, that's really good. Oh, man, I, gotta, I might have to put that in the comments. Someone did... It's Badly Sports New Orleans, like Bally Sports, and they basically sub my head out. <laughs> I'm guessing that's Corkmas, right? Yeah, that's who it is. It's not Jose Alvarado. That's that's really, really great. Um, I I love it. So that's kind of fun here. Okay. Um, things. Yeah, okay, that was good. I'm pretty impressed by that one. Uh, I hadn't seen that yet. I just got caught in the moment trying to find the question that someone... Um, had had wanted. So anyway, basically the question was like, do you can if the Pelicans get into the playing tournament and don't get to the eight seed, is the season still a success or is it a disappointment? And I think that's a really good question because if you had asked me that before media day, I would say it would have been a disappointment, right? It would have been a disappointment. But expectations, I think, need to be something that are almost living, breathing things and things that change as the season goes on, right? Then media day happened and we learned Zion wasn't going to be ready to start the year and that lowers your expectations, right? Then the trade for CJ McCollum happens and that probably adjusts your expectations too. And what's come before needs to influence your expectations. A 1-12 in 12 start is pretty bad. That is really, really tough to come back from. So when you do that, even if it's to make some version of the postseason, 
or to finish with the record that they have, right? New Orleans right now is 33 and 43. They don't start 1 and 12. What's the record look like? You know, if they don't start 3 and 16, is that what it was? 3 and 30? Yeah, 3 and 16. What does the record look like? You know, if Zion's healthy all year and you had still had CJ McCollum, what does the record look like? So, all things considered, I think just getting into the play in tournament and being the ninth seed is a big success. I think just getting into the playing tournament in general is a success at this point. And look, you get into the playing tournament, you're not expected to win, right? The seventh and the eighth seed are the ones that are going to be favored and the ones that are going to be expected to advance. For the Clippers, if the Pelicans get into the eighth spot, that's a disaster for them, right? That's not good. That's not a success. But if they beat, especially with Paul George back, and he looked great the other night, and maybe Kawhi Leonard, more likely just Paul George, they beat New Orleans, even though New Orleans has had a lot of success with them, and maybe we'll see when it comes to Sunday's game. So we'll talk about this potentially on Monday. You know, they, even if they win, they've been the better team all season long. Maybe New Orleans is peaking at the right time, but again, they're going to have home court advantage in the second play in tournament game. If New Orleans gets in as the ninth seed and loses to the 10th seed, again, Given where they were and how bleak things have looked, I consider, I'll probably consider it a success. It's mildly disappointing to end the year, but I still think it's a success nonetheless. Again, expectations can change and move. When they start one and eight, we can say maybe they should tank a little bit. I never said that, by the way, Uh, but you can have those discussions, right? And then as they get better, go, okay, good. Now push hard, push your chips and go get a player and trade for a guy like CJ McCollum. All of that can change and adjust the season and we need to not hold people to what their picks were at the start of the year when injuries happen when trades happen when you know and all of that stuff I think that's really dumb and I don't particularly like when people come with all of that stuff things change you know you're new you get new information right and I think another reason why you'd consider this season a success no matter what happens is Will Green's the coach and he should be the coach and that was the right hire You've seen what he's been able to get through to these guys. This team chemistry stuff that will carry over to next season. They've righted all of that. You know, these guys truly like each other. I think that's an important thing. You know, David Griffin has finally got the family atmosphere that he's been putting in PowerPoint presentations. You know, that he's been talking about. Took a little while to get there, but he finally did it, you know. Considering we weren't necessarily expecting it at all to this degree, right? This is above our expectations. That's safe to say. It's a success. So I think overall, when you're looking at this from top to bottom and kind of looking at it from different angles, right? It's not just the on-court stuff. There's off-court stuff too. If they were losing every player after the season, everyone was a free agent and not likely to resign. Yeah, maybe that's that's not good. And the season's going to be not considered a success because of something like that. But they can run this whole core back really if they wanted to. Probably not Tony Snell. So, all things considered, no matter what happens with the play-in tournament, barring them not getting it at all, and then then we can have this discussion, right? I do think the season is already a success, with room for a little bit more on it. So, let me know what you think. Is this season... Okay, those are the three questions, right? Would you rather play the Lakers or the Spurs? Would you rather the Pelicans or the Jazz, or another name, maybe? You can throw in a wild card there. And do you consider this season a success? Would you rather consider this season a success? I don't think that really works. I tried. It's the Friday show. We're going to end it there. All right. Thank you all very much for listening. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. And I'll be back with you all Monday. There we go.